0: When they rate the history of the COVID-19 pandemic, this week is sure to get a mention.
1: Nurse Sandra Lindsay has her sleeve rolled up, swabbing the shoulder with a left shoulder for keeping track with a sterile wipe. And here we go. The first vaccine has been delivered in our area.
0: For all the darkness around us, there is finally light.
2: This scientific achievement—a vaccine in less than a year—is un- it's just extraordinary. It's unbelievable. What now, and how will it play out
0: for the rest of us? By
2: the end of January, we expect to put up six what we call mega sites that will be able to vaccinate thousands of people a day.
0: This week on 880 In Depth, we unpack New Jersey's COVID vaccination plan and lay out just how it will work.
2: Our goal is to shut out this virus and not give them, give this virus a place to go and so that it just goes away.
0: Our conversation with New Jersey Health Commissioner Judith Persichelli. From the 880 Newsroom in snowy New Jersey this week, this is In Depth. I'm Tim Scheldt. If you've listened to even one of New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy's daily COVID-19 briefings this year, you will recognize the name Judith Persichelli.
1: Please help me welcome the woman who needs no introduction, the Commissioner of the Department of Health, Judy Persichelli.
2: Thank you, Governor. and Good afternoon.
0: She's been a steady presence in the state's COVID battle, and yes, New Jersey Governor Murphy is her number one fan. Kelly's a registered nurse by trade who rose the ranks in hospital administration and management in her career and was named acting health commissioner in New Jersey in the summer of 2019. She was fully confirmed for the top spot in January of this year, and what a year with healthcare workers now getting the Pfizer vaccine and with a plan for vaccines for long-term care facility workers and residents, we wanted to know what's up for the rest of us. Persicelli laid it out for us in her conversation with our Peter Haskell and we began with a question to her about how this rollout has been going so far.
2: Well, so far things have gone uh, much better than we actually expected because tracking the vaccine from the minute it leaves uh, the manufacturer and goes to the distribution uh, sites uh, for um, FedEx uh, to uh, deliver or UPS, uh, it has, uh, every dose has to be uh, tracked. And every distribution site had to give the exact address where the dosages, where the vaccine would be delivered and the name of the person that would be there to accept the delivery. so uh, in the we had a test run uh, cup uh, at the end of November and, um, and you know there there were uh, you know a little you know little kinks in the armor we had to straighten out uh, and even um, with our first uh, doses to our what we call six prepositioned hospitals, uh, two of the shipments ended up at the wrong place, but it was quickly, uh, corrected. We have a controller uh, that shows uh, that tracks all of the vaccines, and we have someone from the Department of Health that is checking that controller like almost every two hours, even throughout the night. So we know exactly when things are going to be delivered and we can alert our hospitals at this point in time.
1: So you say six hospitals in- initially how does that expand how many people do you expect to reach this week and what do you expect in the weeks going forward
2: um you know every saturday they up uh, we expect to tiberius to be updated on how many doses we were get we will get as you know there's you know limited supply we're not getting all of our doses at one time uh so we expect Uh, 47 additional hospitals, we have 71 hospitals in New Jersey, 47 additional hospitals that are able to handle cold chain, ultra cold chain Pfizer vaccines to start receiving dosages by the end of this week. Uh, That's if the weather does not interfere with that. So the six original and an additional 47 and then next week if Moderna and we do expect this to happen, is approved, uh, our additional hospitals that cannot handle ultra-cold chain storage but can handle cold chain storage will receive the Moderna vaccine. So I expect by the end of next week, all of our hospitals will have vaccine doses to deliver to the healthcare workers in their hospitals.
1: Describe the difference that will make to have both sets of vaccines coming into the state. And how does that ramp up the volume in terms of the actual vaccinations?
2: Our understanding is um, after the original supplies um, and the the first tranche for Pfizer was around 76,000 doses, of which about 20,000 was put aside. Uh, for long-term care. So 50,000 doses were shared amongst the first six hospitals. We do expect every Saturday to get an allocation of doses that would then be shipped and be delivered Monday or Tuesday. So we do expect next Monday and Tuesday uh, an additional uh, amount of Pfizer doses. I don't have the exact amount, uh, but we additionally we expect Moderna doses. So next week we expect over a hundred thousand doses of vaccine, uh, to be delivered, uh, in New Jersey. So you may ask, how does that fit with the number of individuals in phase 1A that we consider paid or unpaid healthcare workers who are, who are at risk of coming in contact with infectious material uh, or patients. Uh, all in, all in in New Jersey, we have 650,000 healthcare workers that fit into that category. So obviously, it's going to take us a number of weeks not only to dose individuals in the hospitals, but also those that work in facilities outside of hospitals to dose them with their first dose and then with Pfizer 21 days later, give them the second dose and with Moderna 28 days later, give them the second dose. It will take us through January and February to vaccinate all of our healthcare workers and move on to 1B, which includes essential workers, those that are working, that are high risk, and are working in um, essential services uh, that are primarily public facing and may put them at risk as well. So we're hoping that we will get more doses of Pfizer and Moderna through February and March to start with our essential workers. In New Jersey, our essential workers number almost three million. So we have a professional advisory committee made up of um, epidemiologists, bioethicists, uh, physicians, um, infectious disease physicians uh, throughout New Jersey that have been working on the prioritization of essential workers or what we call category 1B uh, for many weeks. They meet twice a week and have been doing so since uh, March actually. Uh, working on the pandemic with us, they will be developing the prioritization of 1B so that we can go forward after our 1A group is vaccinated.
1: At the end of the day, do you know how many people you'll need to get vaccinated? So I know children aren't included. How many people will need to get vaccinations And at what point do you expect that will start?
2: Well, let me tell you what our goal is. Our goal in New Jersey, and we set this early on, uh, and it's an aggressive, I call it an aggressive aspirational goal. We want to vaccinate 70% of the adult population who are eligible for vaccination. Uh, Pregnant women and children under the age of 16 are not eligible at this point in time because they were not uh, included in the trials. In New Jersey, 70% of the eligible adult population is about 4.7 million individuals. So you may ask, how did did you choose 70%? We believe that 70% is needed to provide the community protection, or the other term is herd immunity, uh, so that the virus has no place to go. Our goal is to shut out this virus and not give them give this virus a place to go and so that it could just goes away. But in order to do that, we need to, duck, we need to vaccinate 70% of the adult population. Uh, additionally, our objective is never to leave a vaccine on the shelf. So when the vaccines are delivered, our goal is within 24, 48 hours that they're used
1: when do you expect the general public will get a shot at this and what's going to be the mechanism for them to get an injection
2: great question um we're hoping that by april may we'll be able to start uh vaccinating i hope hope april more than may we'll be able to start vaccinating the general public we expect to have hundreds of vaccination sites in new jersey we uh, right now have 71 hospitals. Uh, by the end of next week, I expect to have local health departments, federally qualified health care centers, chain pharmacies, um, additionally, um, uh, doctor's offices, large physician groups, uh, all be prepared to accept vaccine and start vaccinating. By the end of January, We expect to put up six what we call mega sites that will be able to vaccinate thousands of people a day.
1: Is there a thought to set up vaccination sites like we have these testing sites?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's exactly what the mega sites are. They're similar to the testing sites. Um, In one of our counties, uh, we're working with the county executive and he's putting up five. It's one of our densely populated counties, and he's going to be putting up five. There may be drive-through, walk-up, pre-registration, and inside. So we're we're giving all types of options to the general public to be vaccinated uh, over this period over a period of six months.
1: You know, I would suspect it's challenging enough to deal with 71 hospitals. But when you have doctor's offices around the state, how challenging would it be to get the vaccine to individual doctors? And if I have a primary care physician, would I get it from my doctor or would you expect I'd go to a a site or a pharmacy?
2: I think you'll have your choice. Uh, and that's our goal is to have so many choices for you and a portal where you can enter and pre-register and actually make an appointment. Uh, we want to give choices for everyone so that access is not a limiting factor. We want to make sure that in our inner cities that there's places for people to not only pre-register, but if they cannot do that and if they can't drive to a place to have a place where they can walk up and walk in. And get uh, vaccinated. It is an unbelievable, significant, overwhelming task to bring up hundreds of sites. But we believe in New Jersey that's the only way to do it. Every site has to have a vaccine coordinator. Every site has to be enrolled in our, our New Jersey information, vaccine information system so that we can track every dose and make sure that people come back for their Second dose, their booster, so to speak, so that the most effective, uh, the effect, the effectiveness of the vaccine, uh, can, can be realized. Um, that everyone at the Department of Health has been working 24-7 to bring this to reality. And, um, we, I have great confidence, uh, that we will succeed, but, uh, I cannot minimize, uh, the task. Um, that we've entered into and how significant it is.
1: You know probably better than anyone that there are a lot of vaccine skeptics out there. What do you do to try to convince them this is the right way to go?
2: Well, you've hit upon what we think our biggest challenge is. We can bring up as many sites as possible. We can recruit as many vaccinators uh, as possible, and we are doing all of that. But if people don't show up because of their vaccine hesitancy, we will fail. So we are launching a very large uh, public awareness campaign, awareness and education campaign. We hope to have vaccine um, educators and ambassadors, uh, boots on the ground in neighborhoods uh, to hand out information and talk with people about the importance of being vaccinated and, and the safety and efficacy of the vaccine. Uh, you may have noticed that, uh, uh, we kicked off the, uh, vaccinations yesterday and, um, it was the people in New Jersey that received the, uh, first, uh, doses, uh, were from, uh, various backgrounds, um, various, uh, uh positions within the hospital and from communities of color. Uh, the first woman who, um, received the vaccine in New Jersey was a, um, um, a Latinx uh, uh, nurse from the emergency room at University Hospital. And uh, she was asked the question, have you, uh, are, are you, have you been exposed uh, to COVID-19? And her answer was, every day. Mm-hmm.
0: It was a pretty emotional moment for healthcare workers who saw a light arriving in the middle of this very dark time in our country. And who can blame them? We're so close to broad distribution of multiple vaccines now, perhaps weeks away. We all just want to mark a date on a calendar for next year when COVID will be gone.
1: But as you might imagine, it's not that easy. Once someone is vaccinated, How long will it be until they can get back to their old lives?
2: That's a really good question also. Well, we know once you're vaccinated with the first um, uh, dose that you start building up immunity within a couple of weeks. But then at the 21 days for the Pfizer and the 28 days for Moderna, you need uh, the second shot, the booster, so to speak. And after the booster, the trials have shown that, uh, within, uh, about two weeks period of time, uh, you develop enough immunity to provide you, um, from getting, uh, the COVID-19, from, from getting, uh, infected with COVID-19. Uh, so I would say, uh, six weeks after your first dose, uh, you'll be pretty safe, but that does not mean the people around you are safe. And you will still need to mask up, socially distance, uh, wash your hands frequently, stay home if you're sick. Uh, If you don't feel well uh, after being vaccinated, make sure uh, that you report. There's a reporting system for adverse events. Um, We do expect that um, from reading the trial information that individuals uh, may not feel well 24 to 48 hours afterwards, but it goes away quickly. But if you have lingering problems, you should call your physician, uh, make sure that's reported. Uh, and at the end of the day, I think, I think and I hope that by the third quarter, the fourth quarter of 2021, we will be enjoying a more normal life if 70 percent of our individuals in New Jersey get vaccinated and we have community protection enough so that this virus has no place to go.
1: Over the past week, it seems like there's almost been a a euphoria in the public health community with the vaccines coming out. The flip side is we've heard a lot of warnings about a dark winter. And I want to ask you about what you see coming up with the holidays. How do you think things will look a month from now And what do you tell people about the need to still really be safe?
2: Well, uh, our predictions a month from now are grim. Uh, If um, people uh, do not heed our warnings about uh, social gatherings outside your small family bubble, people that you see on a day-in and day-out basis, Uh, if you enjoy too much holiday holiday, Uh, Whatever your your holiday you um, celebrate, uh, we expect an uptick in our hospitalizations Uh, that could rival what we saw in April, uh, which was the darkest day uh, I've experienced in my career when we had over 8,000 patients with COVID-19 in our hospital and over 2,000 patients, about 2,300 in intensive care, in critical care. Uh, on ventilators. We were moving ventilators in the middle of the night. We were moving patients, uh, in, in the middle of the night if we did not have appropriate critical care, uh, staff, uh, or equipment or beds. Uh, that may happen again sometime between mid-January into February if people let their guard down. We have seen a slight tick out, tick up, uh, uptick, I should say, um, after Thanksgiving uh, and the cumulative effect of um, the holidays from Labor Day through to Thanksgiving we have seen an uptick. Uh, we have recovered a bit from that. Uh, we're watching it every single day. Uh, but our predictions show that if people let their guard down mid-January to the beginning of February it could be a very difficult time so we are working with our hospitals. Uh, we separated out the state into three regions, North, Central, and South. We have collaborators from the level one trauma centers in each of those regions, uh, uh, collaborating on a 24 seven basis uh, with the hospitals in their region, uh, where uh, we look at ICU bed capacity and overall hospital capacity uh, every day at 10 a.m. Uh, I can tell you exactly how many patients are in our hospitals in New Jersey, how many are in medical surgical beds, and how many are in our intensive care beds. Uh, We will develop triggers for when we may have to uh, curtail admissions or um, elective admissions or surgeries. Uh, We're not there yet. Uh, It looks like our hospitals are more than well prepared to handle the surge even uh, as it becomes more difficult. We have PPE, which we didn't have before. Uh, we have equipment ventilators, which we didn't have in April. What we're most concerned about is staffing. Last April, w- we were able to bring staff in from other states because, as you recall, New York and New Jersey were the first to get hit and hit hard. We can't do that because every state, every state is in a a difficult position right now. So we're looking at developing different levels of staffing from conventional to contingency to crisis. And we will know exactly when a hospital hits one of those levels. And we will be looking at admissions at that point in time and helping to smooth out uh, the staffing requirements throughout the state
1: You paint a pretty dark picture here. There are some states that are going back to shutdown. With what you're seeing, do you think it's wise to stop indoor dining and other non-essential businesses now?
2: Well, you know, we look pretty critically at that, again, every day. And we're trying to pinpoint, looking at the data and trying to pinpoint, is there one particular area that we should focus on? Uh, we have not been able, uh, except in some limited circumstances, uh, to actually pinpoint that our restrictions on indoor dining uh, have led to uh, increases. Um, we have one of the more restrictive indoor dining uh, requirements. Right now it's 25% capacity, uh, which is pretty low. Uh, on the other hand, as the governor says, uh, every... Pr- press conference. Everything's on the table. We watch it every day. Our goal is to be as safe as we can. We, we believe strongly that social gatherings behind closed doors in people's homes uh, with um, you know people that your relatives perhaps or friends that um, or neighbors that uh, you, you say well yeah, that person looks fine. That's fine. They'll come over. I'm sure they're fine. Well none of us are fine we don't know there's so much asymptomatic spread you need to be just with the people you see every single day that bubble is is your safety anybody outside that bubble may put you at risk
1: let's look at the big picture and hopefully cause for optimism when you look at where we're at today and you consider where we've been over the past nine months what does it mean to finally have these vaccines being administered, and how does it change the current picture?
2: Well, it just the, the, the fact that we, that we have some hope here, uh, this scientific achievement, a vaccine in less than a year, is un, it's just extraordinary. It's unbelievable. And it gives us all hope that, yes, we will win this battle. But we won't win it in the short term if we don't continue the safeguarding that we've been encouraging all along. Because it will take a while for us to vaccinate enough people and develop individuals with enough immunity to make a difference. So we need to continue to stay vigilant. But the difference is we can now say stay vigilant and hopeful. We will get this done. We will beat this virus. I have a, a, a total confidence in that. But we really need the people of New Jersey, uh, the people of the United States, uh, to continue staying vigilant so we can beat it together. I, I, cannot, I cannot emphasize that enough.
1: Commissioner, you've been very patient. I appreciate it. Is there anything that we missed, anything you want to add?
2: Well, I do want the, the public to know that um, our professional advisory committee uh, has reviewed the recommendations uh, from the advisors to the FDA and the uh, CDC. and we we do stand behind the vaccine. We believe it is safe. Uh, it is efficacious. It will help us get past this virus. We encourage people. Uh, we, we will have, by the way, a, a call center where people can call and ask questions. We encourage people to seek knowledge, understand the vaccine, understand what you have to do, and step forward and, you know, take the shot in the arm um, and, and uh, help us save lives uh, in New Jersey. One in 500 people in New Jersey have succumbed to COVID-19. We cannot continue this. But we need everybody to help us save lives. You don't have to be a frontline worker in this battle to save lives. You just have to do the right thing.
0: Our thanks to New Jersey's Health Commissioner, Judith Persichelli, for helping give us more clarity on how New Jersey will be rolling out the vaccine in the coming weeks and months. Thanks, as always, to Peter Haskell for his great interviewing work. 880 In Depth is a production of WCBS. We invite you to subscribe today. Find us at WCBS880.com, radio.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, be safe.